Today's episode of the Chad Duke Show is brought to you by, of course, Money Monks Barbecue, but it is also brought to you by Danny Becker, who is nice enough to go over to chaddukeshow.com, click that donation tab, and slide us a little C-note action. When you do that, you become the presenting sponsor of the next episode. Danny Becker, you are a mensch. Thank you so much for the next level support of the Chad Duke Show. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas season and enjoy all the peppermint bark and the eggnog and the... Uh, and the what have you. Very, very good. Hope your parents love you more than Tor's parents love him. On with the show. Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes radio show. It's not free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? 12 hands in a row. Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha. Delta. Yeah. Dukes. Dig it. There, but- tell you what what's up everybody welcome to the friday episode of the chad dukes show i am your host with the most shoot on the shoot thank you so much for being here today if you're listening to just the free episodes you are appreciated if you've taken the plunge and subscribed on chaddukeshow.com you're even more appreciated and if you're uh considering it well hopefully you dive right in because you get the entire back catalog. Uh, you can cancel anytime you like if you're paying that subscription fee. And I'd stack up how much content we're giving our subscribers up against any other entity such as this that exists. Very excited to be here. Uh, it was a big week on the show. Uh, spent the first half of it in Nashville. We will get to that. I am Big Shoe, Chad Dukes. Thank you for listening. We are broadcasting live from the Fortress of Solid Dudes in Fairfax, Virginia, presented by our good friend Monk and his barbecue restaurant in Percival, Monk's Barbecue. Make sure you check that out this weekend. You can order your... I was going to say Thanksgiving, Christmas dinners, Christmas dinner sides, all they got the chorizo stuffing, by the way, don't sleep on that. And then uh, all the ice cream pies and stuff delicious. Go to monksq.com and you can get all the details right there. I am joined by my executive producer, the cold soldier, the hooting colossus, the grateful Sasquatch. Gigantor is with us here. Hello, Tor. How are you, buddy? I'm uh, 
not a huge college football fan, but I'm enjoying the chaos that's mm. been transpiring over the last couple of days. Really? Well, if the Yuletide Yeti speaks, then we all know that is he's speaking from the heart. Uh, you're talking about with uh, the college football? Yeah. So this, I don't know if you saw it, and I, I've been meaning to pick your brain about it all week. Well, uh, spill. The number one. Gross. The, the number one high school recruit in the nation, uh, Travis Hunter, a cornerback. Yeah. Committed to FCS school Jackson State to play under Deion Sanders. Good for him. And he uh, said, Georgia, go fuck yourself. Florida State uh, to the curb. All these other, Alabama, see you later. Uh, And then he's going to an FCS school, and everybody is upset about it, except for FCS players and coaches and stuff. What are they mad about? Uh, Because he was the the best, the highest uh, graded. uh, But what are they mad about? I get the fact that he's good and he's not playing for a big school, but... They're mad he's upsetting the balance. They're mad that uh, the FCS and uh, Jackson State and then uh, Grambling State, who just signed Hugh Jackson, and Eddie George is coaching the OVC. All these uh, former NFL uh, coaches and legends are now starting to change the dynamic to get players. What are they mad about? They're mad that they didn't get him. Okay. Um, I understand that. Um, Here's the issue, though. I don't know why people are surprised. Uh, This is every industry now, Tor. Like, you don't have to go to NBC and say, hey – let me audition to be in Seinfeld. You can just start a YouTube channel and you can go, you know, I'm a fan of a country music guy named Cody Jenks. He, he's never signed to a record label. Like he's selling out Red Rocks every time he goes. It's like, this is the world we live in now. I mean, the reason why, correct me if I'm wrong, unless you want to win, like unless it's really important to you to win in college football, if you know you're going to the pros, um, getting eyes on you probably was your biggest motivation, or at least one of them, I would assume. Correct. Where you want everyone that's going to draft you to be able to see you play your games, and so you need to go to a big school because you'll be on TV. Every player now that is good gets scouted. I mean, you got teams send uh, you know scouts all over the building. And also, you can watch, if you want to watch Jackson State, if you want to watch every football game for Jackson State, you can physically do that now because of the internet and uh, whatever you would, would need to do. So... I think the one advantage, the, the one question that I would ask him is be like, hey, man, are you worried about the fact that the competition you're going to be playing against is not the same competition you'd be playing against if you were in the Big 12 or the SEC or wherever it is you're going to go to? Um, but corner's kind of different, too, Tour, because I just feel like a, you can play corner or you can't. Like, you know, it's one of those things where it's not like there's others. If you're a quarterback and you're in a fucking spread offense, or you're running a wishbone or whatever, it's like they have questions about it. But a corner. If you can jump, if you can run, if you got the wingspan, like if you have recovery speed, like that's going to be somewhat ubiquitous. So um, to me, it'd be less of a – if a quarterback decided to do this, that right. would be a head scratch. But then you got guys from Wyoming, guys from the Utah State. Like you got guys from, you know, not everybody's having to go. It's an interesting It's, it's an interesting question that it's uh, that's being proposed there. It is. And then now uh, some of the coaches uh, that are real salty are talking about the uh, – the name, image, and likeness deal that that was just struck also. And they're saying, oh, Jackson State and Barstool and uh, Penn Gaming just uh, bought this kid to go to Jackson State. I'm like, okay. That's the NIL. You're paying him $1.5 million. He probably would have gotten $1.1 at Florida State also. Right. So if you want to go play under Coach Prime, then you go do that. What's the difference between that and kids going to play in Oregon because their uniforms are cool? There's or they're much? owned by Nike. Like, what's the fucking difference? It's like they don't like the balance of their control being upset by someone else's influence. And let me, Barstool's done that to a lot of people, you know? Right. Barstool, there's a lot of people that are angry at the power that Barstool has kind of swung away. Um, 
I saw Lane Kiffin's comments where he came out and said, "Kids just want to go where they can get paid the most." Well, where do you? We want to go, motherfucker. Like I, I mean. <laughs> Listen to people that don't want to go places because they can get paid the most there. Like, where do you want to go? Where the biscuits are the fluffiest? You piece of fucking shit. Like, I, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like, well, you know, kids have been getting paid. Everybody, oh, they've been, you know, Texas has been paying fucking. They want to go someplace. The kids are also kids. They want to go someplace that's cool. Deion Sanders, first of all, if you're a cornerback, getting coached by Deion Sanders, probably one of the same reasons why Master P was was Ricky Williams' agent. You know, there's they're young and they're like, this guy's cool. I like this guy. I want to go do this. Um, yeah, a lot of factors here. He's also not like Tom Allen. All right, he he's Deion Sanders. He was coaching professionals in the Pro Bowl. I, you talk about how much actual coaching was going on there. He kind of, I would say has a pretty good grasp of the defensive back position uh, when it comes to the NFL and in college football. That's somebody, if I'm a defensive back, I'd sure. say, hey, maybe you could teach me a couple things. I always have a favor when someone rolls a live grenade into a stuffy conference room, too, oh, yeah. by the way. So, I mean, anytime a bunch of these motherfuckers are upset, like, I'm I'm fine with it. Cool. That's a cool story. That's a fun story. Yeah. Uh, Dabo Swinney also said, uh, feels like education is not even uh, oh, coming in. Oh, fucking like- suck a duck, dude. Are you out of your fucking... <laughs> That, no, you say some shit like that. It's like we put up, we're, we're able to sit there and fucking, you know, I can stomach a lot of the bullshit around college football because you like college football, but ain't nobody there for the fucking education. Yeah. Stop it. He said, uh, it's chaos right now, tampering galore, adults manipulating uh, young men. Education is like the last yeah. thing now. Really? Go to Stanford then if you want your education. Well, what was it like when you, the fucking program that you built on the backs of unpaid, unpaid employees, you motherfucker? Like, I. I don't fault that guy for taking a job and working within the constructs of a system, but you're going to sit there now and act like the kids and their education is what you're the most concerned about? Fuck it. Turn the apple cart over. That's what I say. Burn it down. Burn it down, big man, like Seth Rollins. Same reason why, I mean, to a lesser extent, it's like the Rams going out and signing all those free agents. Like anything that takes stuffy conventionalists and fucking kind of turns them on their head, I don't especially in something like professional sport, I'm, I'm kind of in favor of that. I think that's why I like the Wildcat also, whenever he just it. breaks it out. God, I love it. That's why I like the fucking – I mean, I'll tell you why I like the Cardinals so much. I wish they'd run more of that shit. They got so many different looks they can give uh, coming out of that Wildcat, and just, you get, you're unable to game plan for it because nobody else is doing it. I dig it. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Um, well, good for him, and hopefully it works out. Hopefully it works out, and it's gonna. By the way, it's gonna cause you to work a little bit harder. Right. It's gonna cause you to be a little bit. Uh, you, you can't just walk into a room like we talked about on Thursday's episode. I'm Urban Meyer. Come play for me. All right. Like you know, the coach. If your coach shows up and that's all you need to close the deal, like, well, what type of advantage is that for what you're working with? Now somebody's got an advantage that you have to account for. Uh, you ever seen Thirteenth Warrior? I have yes. The whole scene where uh, he's um, he challenges like the big fucking bodyguard for the prince, and he makes himself look all weak and fucking old, and then chops the dude's head off, and he's like, now he's got to account for what he does not plan and what he can't see. And I like I feel like that's ap- applicable here. Lots of lessons to be learned in Thirteenth Warrior, by the way. If those of you that haven't checked that movie out, okay. Uh, today's episode, we will do some of our um, the recap from I uh, went to Nashville. Last weekend, I actually saw uh, Urban Meyer's last game as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were shut out 20 to nothing by the Tennessee Titans in uh, Nissan Stadium. And I'll uh, give you some of my reactions to that. It was a uh, hell of a fucking trip and uh, really enjoyed going to the game. I haven't been to a professional football game in a wild tour. And I, it is, um, 
It's nothing I think where I would uh, uh, Grant Paulson, who I used to work with, um, like would tailgate every week. You know, yeah. Every week he's going to tailgate. We know our, our buddy tailgate Ted. Like he's there every week, like cooking, and it's like a culture. And um, Monk, Monk, Money Monk, he's got a suite at uh, FedEx Field. I, I, I think he goes most weeks. I'm not sure. I'll never be there. Like I'll never be. I, I can fully admit this now. The TVs are too big. They're too nice. Uh, the cameras, the technology, uh, all, all of that has progressed to a state where it's just when you were watching on a 22 inch TV in college and, you know, in low def and you didn't have a nice couch or an outdoor TV or something like that, like going to the game is like, well, this is the best way I can experience this game. Right. I fully believe that the, the television product for the NFL is the best out of all of the um the major sports that we have. And I also think that it's a better way to actually take in the product than going live because when you're live, there's too much stimulus. Um, I'm one of those guys. I don't know if you're this way tour. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that's watching the big monitors in the stadium. Like I want to yeah. watch the game itself. I'm with you. And you miss shit. Um, you miss shit because it's live and you're on one side of the field and you know, you just don't see, they're not showing you all the replays from all over the place. So the product itself is actually better on TV than it is live. I think for the most part, but hadn't been to see a football game live in a while. And it's, um, it's just a different type of monster. Like when you hear the pads thumping and you see how big the players are and how small the field is and, you know, you see Trevor Lawrence, you're like, God damn, he's got to be six, six. I mean, he's just enormous. Like, he looks real thin and wispy when you're watching him on TV. Then you see him walking around on the sidelines. You're like, that guy's a fucking, he's a monster. Yeah. And he doesn't look that bad. We talked about Julio uh, during the episode. Uh -huh. He's like, look at Julio. And you're like, I'm such a fat waste of shit. Like, like the guy is a fucking Adonis. <laughs> and he's just standing on the sideline. Um, it's nice to have that hit that refresh button, you know, to be able to go out there and kind of take it all in and you feel the energy and be around a big group of people all rooting for, you know, different rooting interests. That was, you know, it was nice to have that button refreshed. I like that's why I like going to the um, I, I feel like I get that every year when I go to my first Nats game of the year. Because okay. I'll go to, I don't know, three to four a year. It's a fun time. You go drink, hang out, watch the game. I'm a fan of the team. Uh, but that first time back, you're like, oh, man, you know, you can actually hear the bat. You can see everybody warming up. You're like, this kind of this is. Because it, it, it's new, because you watch, I don't yeah. know how many games I watch on TV, but a lot of them, and then you're like in there in person, like, oh, this is this is fucking sweet. And I know it's a new stadium, the grass looks great. It's the grass that gets me, I think. That, that's the grass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> want to like roll around in it. <laughs> <laughs> you ever got a chance to roll around in it? No, no, no. One time I was supposed to, I, um, I was, I think six or seven i had the opportunity to run the bases after oh, the game nice. um yeah, that's cool my mom was with me we were standing in line and i um i had the pee and i thought i could uh i could hold it right and then we're kind of getting there i'm like okay i think we got like 15 more minutes to get to run the bases i'm i'm fucking steamed up to run the bases right and then i got so concerned about losing our spot in line to run the bases that i peed my pants oh my god and then i um <laughs> And I hoped my mom wouldn't notice because I still wanted to run the bases. Jesus Christ. So, Are you sure it was piss? I'm certain. <laughs> I remember it. You know, I had a situation where I pretended. I had a, well, we won't talk about that. That's on a CD exclusive episode, I believe. Only only a, a brave few know that story. But, but yeah. How old were you when you did this? I don't know. Five or six. Sitting, I was young. Sitting there in your piss pants? Yeah. I don't Let me think how far Fucking hell. I, I really was excited. It might have been the Nats' first year back. This explains quite a bit. I'm happy for uh, Fan of Radio going to get a hold of this story. I'm very excited for him to do that. I had, um, in in relation to the, 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 the that's first year back, that was at RFK. Yeah. 
Okay, so it wasn't at Nationals Park. No, no, no. Okay. I went to a couple of games. That was before I went out to Phoenix to do radio. I think it was a year before. Um, and I went to a couple of games in RFK. That was fun. People shit all over the RFK uh, product, but um, it was fun being in that stadium watching a baseball game. I got fun memories. I got a foul ball from Lasting's Millage. Did you really? Yeah. You caught a foul ball? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was scrapping with an adult, and I think he let me have it because I was a, I was a child. Probably because you were covered in urine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a good tactic. Yeah, you were soaked in urine. You pissed yourself. It's like a rugby player shit down the side of their fucking shorts so they could run down the field. Come on, bro. You want some of this? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You I'll shit. keep pissing. <laughs> you think I won't piss on you? I'll piss on you, and then I'll piss on your family, and then I'll claim that you're grabbing me and dragging me out of here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the I did the 1067 the fan night where it was uh we had like a section to give away or whatever and um I had two different situations where I was there the the Nationals wanted me to throw out the first no they wanted someone to throw out the first pitch and Grant and Danny had already done it and uh, I think I, some of the junkies had I don't remember how many I I probably was the last person that sure. they, because they don't they don't want me there um and I said okay you know, I'll do it. And uh, found out later that day that uh, Katie Ledecky was supposed to throw out the first pitch. Ooh. So they had double booked. And uh, they came and asked me, do you want to throw out the pitch with Katie Ledecky? <laughs> and I said, uh, no. <laughs> That's an Olympic hero. And I'm me. And I'm not going to go out there and try to steal, try to swagger jack that moment. You're setting me up. So that's a six foot two Olympic goddess. Not doing it. Hey, why would you do that? I wouldn't do it. And I, <laughs> as a matter of fact, I didn't do it. And so uh, what they offered up in uh, in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Collateral. Sure. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, but anyway, was to ride the bullpen cart around the uh, stadium, the warning track during uh, whenever they do that. I think it's yeah, like yeah. the fourth inning, in between the third and fourth inning. Um, but the whole time I got to be like, you know, kind of out on the field and on the warning track and like, just the dirt is different. You know, you look at it, you're like, where do you get dirt like that? You know, how do you, how do you, it's red, but it's also brown. It's soft. Like it's the fucking paint on the grass is perfect. And then you just look at the grass and you're like, man, like I just, what, what resources need to be responsible to cultivate something that looks, it certainly doesn't look like my lawn. It is very impressive. And I think that, um. That's why baseball is so marketed so much differently, I think. I don't think I've ever – the only time I've ever looked at the field at a football game is, like, when it's FedEx field and we're talking about how terrible it was. Right. But you're right. That yard and then the – I mean, there's all those Instagram accounts that are just devoted to cutting your lawn so that it looks like it has the lines in it that a baseball diamond has. Yeah, it's a, it's a great feat just because – it's all going turf now. I'm a, I'm a grass guy. I played on grass three years in college, and then they went with turf my senior year. The university got some big, I don't know, some investors said, all right, we'll give you turf, which was nice, but I like the grass. I don't know why. Um, it's a little bit nostalgic, I'd say, and I also think it's safer. Um, I've seen a lot of ACL tears on, on turf, sure, um, and grass is just safer. So I, I really like seeing it like actually taken care of is and it's traditional so I, i'm kind of for that my favorite is when somebody turns their backyard into like a wiffle ball field that yeah. looks like a legit baseball field like i love it when people do shit it's like it's a great that. bit it is a great bit um what are we talking about i don't think base as far as the television products go though it would be baseball or hockey that are the worst i think the difference between the live product and the television product having the largest gap is hockey 
Um, yeah. Because a hockey game is incredibly exciting. I think a lot of it has to do with the temperature. Like walking in it's and it's like it, the cold air hits you in the face. But it's not the cold. You're never uncomfortable. Like you're in your big fucking hockey sweater. You know, it's, right. it's fun. Um, but it's just, it's, for me, it's almost unwatchable on television. Like I just, it's it's very difficult to follow. And it's, I liked it when the stupid fox hide, but the red highlighter on it. Everyone hated that. That was a hockey pair. I was like, oh, I can see with a fucking fucking. Like I'm a normie. Um, that's the biggest gap as far as the product on TV and the live entity. Well, I think hockey is the sport that's made the biggest jump when it came to HD television you because you look at old hockey games on 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 t- old TVs. You're like. You can't even see the puck. Yeah, you can't see what it is. You're waiting for some some forward to put their hands up and say, "Oh, I scored." Or you're waiting to see the the flashing red light. And now it's like, with these new TVs, you can just track the you can track the puck. You're like, "Oh, I can see it pretty good. This is fun." But the ho- it, hockey feels pretty tangible when you're in there because you you feel like you're a part of the game. It's, yeah, and it, it's it's also very different. It's like walking into a casino because you get hit with that fresh air that they're just pumping in there to keep you there. Like longer. a nice grocery store. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, all yeah. you know. You're in a nice grocery store if you get Chris Rock had that fucking uh, that bit. Cool breeze hits you right in the face. Like it's <laughs> if you get hit with that, you're like oh, this is gonna be nice. I'm gonna enjoy myself in here. I don't know why that is because air conditioning is such a sin. You know, such a decadent sin. Right. Um. Spider-Man movie's out, and uh, I got to say, I came in on this jag because the day that they uh, allowed the uh, critics to say what they felt about the movie, like there was this deluge on social media. But I do have to say, I've been I've been searching around the internet a little bit for, for movie news, and while most of it's still a superhero, I, I haven't seen nearly as much. I, I don't go to Collider anymore for that reason. Like They can't help themselves with spoiling movies, but I think they're actually doing a pretty good job of not spoiling this thing because it seems like it's incredibly spoilerific. You revealed on Thursday's show you actually were thinking about going to see that movie in the theater. I'm just curious, Tori, you're not even um, a big superhero movie fan. Is it just the hype? Is it all the speculation? What has you interested? In the movie theaters, I don't know, two baseball throws away from my house. So you're just incredibly lazy. Yeah, but so you didn't, but you didn't go there. see Shang-Chi? No. You didn't go no. see The Eternals? No, no. The Eternals looks like a pack of shit. Did you see Black Widow? No, no, no. So this movie looks good to you. It looks the best out of all those three options. Well, it's Spider-Man. It's yeah. a hero you care about. I mean, I mean no disrespect, but it's like one everyone's heard of. And it's still one that I don't even care that much about. But it, it, yeah. But also, it hasn't been spoiled for me yet. Um, because You don't go to movies. I don't believe you. Because when's the last time you went to a movie? Um, that movie that we watched together. Nobody. That was six, seven, eight months ago. Yeah. And it was also in Ashburn. Yeah. So the fact that the movie theater is close to you is not a factor. I, there's nothing that's been out that I'm like, what, uh, Nightmare Alley? I, I, I kind of want to see that. It looks, I just don't know if it's going to be better. Cause I, I think it's I, been, I like being in my little spot where I can, if I get fucking scared, I could tuck under or oh, I could do something. Sake, your cowardice. It's called Nightmare Alley. Your cowardice is legendary. Have you watched one trailer for it? Yeah, I, I saw. There's the, not the, one scary I saw, thing. I saw the big extended trailer during the. There's no game. creatures. There's no tentacles. There's something. There's a big eye. The, 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 there's the, a big the, eye. The, yeah, yeah. Could it just be the CBS logo? <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> Could just be an advertisement. That's a little subliminal. Yeah, hey, there's something that was King like Queens looking in. <laughs> What's on? I couldn't name one show on CBS. Is it Survivor? Survivor still on CBS? I, I think so. Who the fuck could name a show on a network? Oh my god, dude. Last night, It's a Wonderful Life was on uh, USA. I don't even know how. It's supposed to only be on NBC Christmas Eve, right? Sure. I don't know how I got the rights to it, but it was on. So my wife and I were actually decorating the Christmas tree last night, and I um, I fucking was like, I can't believe It's a Wonderful Life is on. Like, let's put it on while we're, de- we're decorating the tree. We're eating some dinner, and I was like, this is so nice. 
Uh, movie ends and it's like 1130. She's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I was like, okay, I'm going to sit up for a little bit. The Nash Bridges made for television movie came on right after that. And it's fucking, I love Don Johnson. I love Cheech Marin. I, it was so odiously horrific. Like in the first six minutes and I were like, right. Cause this is what cable television is. This is what normies watch is they watch the USA and TNT and this shit fucking entertainment and i was sitting there like i I don't even think i could name one network that one show i could say dexter's on showtime you know like i know south park's on comedy central okay but even then they've got like uh they put specials up on netflix and shit all the time too, yeah they? i think i can name the streaming networks shows better than i can name anything that's on a network right now right i, I nba on tnt fox okay fox and cbs and espn and nfl network they have the, the games sure uh, but if you came to me and you said, what's Fallon on? What's Jimmy Kimmel on? You know, well, what's Seth Meyers on? Does he still have a show? I think he's NBC. Come fucking tell you. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you for one fucking second what any of that shit is on. He couldn't care less either. But No. I mean, late night talk is... It's eh. fucking horrific. I, I mean, if it didn't... If those clips didn't get picked up on YouTube, how dead would that format be? That's the whole thing. It's just for a YouTube video. Yeah, I don't get I think it. he was either Family Guy or Tim Dillon. One of them had the jag that said... They're just trotting these guys out, these people and the celebrities out for a two-minute, a 30-minute show to get a two-minute YouTube video. I just don't know why. Why do they still pay? You could pay, you know, dick in the dirt YouTube star fucking, you know, half the money and just have a studio someplace like without an audience, get the two-minute clip out and throw it up. I just eventually that. What do you think is a more irrelevant form of entertainment? The award show? Or late night television. Late night, because award show, as awful as they are, it's still an award. It's still it's something for. But every time done. we read about the ratings for an award show, it's like half as many people that watched last year. Like they're constantly going down. Well, they keep All on putting bullshit in there. I agree, I, but I, like, but but that, but they keep on putting bullshit in there. Like they, no one is learning any lesson on what to do to make an award show more palatable for any audience. By the way, we keep saying a younger audience. I don't think a lot of young people are sitting around watching the Academy Awards. I know one person that does. I mean, oh, and I, he hosts with us. Who is the person? Do you know who it is? Um, Has he ever made any declarative statements? I, I, about I, it? Might, I don't bet on sports, but I like betting on the Oscars. That's one. That's the one I know. <laughs> um, I used to love watching the Oscars, but there also used to be two or three movies in there that, that I have seen. And now it, none of them are the case. Back to Nightmare Alley. Um for me, I'd like to see that movie because I I don't know. First of all, it's not going to be... I can't watch it the way you're talking about it. If you want to go see Spider-Man for the first two weeks, your, your neck is going to be... You're going to have a crick in it because you're staring straight up because you're sitting in the front seat. I think that going to see a movie that is completely unique and also one that isn't just um, another Bond movie or another Fast and the Furious or another Star Wars movie, I think if you care about movies, that's important. Because the the only thing that is going to move these you know giant tentpole movie fucking studios is if people are going to react to things and then say hey we'll support this with our hard earned dollars. The reason why after Get Out came out, you saw a million horror movies that looked like Get Out is not because the movie the industry was like oh this everybody went to see it. It was a monster hit, right? Um, and I think that that's that movie right there. That's an important movie to go see. Because of that, if those movies continue to bomb, then all we're going to get is more, you know, new mutants and Venom movies, and I'm kind of done with those. Yeah, it feels like we're getting more and more bombs for whatever reason. And maybe flubs. And the 
like uh, what was a, a movie that I wanted to see? I thought thought was really interesting. Uh, that Artemis Hotel movie yeah. from a couple years ago. That's like, good. Like oh, I, I, that'd be cool to watch in the uh, tr- theaters. And I had I didn't hear one person say anything about. it. I saw it on demand. Um, I, the reason that one got buried is that everybody thought it was uh, based on the Continental, which is the hotel from John Wick. It kind of had that like green like lens filter oh. on it. It looked like John Wick. And Batista was in it. It's nothing like that. Uh, did you watch that movie? No, I saw the the trailer. It looked. It was like a safe house for criminals, right? Uh, or, it's a it's a hospital for criminals. Oh, right. right. It's but it's fucking. Uh, it's good. And our, and our buddy Big Dave is good. Well, former buddy Big Dave. Haven't heard from him in a minute. I'm sure he's he's doing well. Uh, it's a very unique film, and not at all the way. But that's another way. The trailer and the marketing can do these movies in, man. If they don't do them the right way, or they package them the wrong way, they made it look like John Wick. It was nothing like John Wick. Right. They do that all the time. Um, one last movie bit, tidbit is uh, I posted this on our. Uh, if you want to become a Facebook supporter of the Chad Duke Show, facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. And uh, you become a supporter, it's only $4.99. You, get, uh, you can stream all of our live video, you get the access to the secret chat, uh, and it's a great way to support the show. Anyway. I posted this uh, movie poster. It's for the new Scream movie. Shocker, there's a new Scream movie coming out. And it says, on the on the cover, is it has all the new, like the teeny bopper stars, but then it has David Arquette, Nev Campbell, and uh, Courtney Cox, like the big three that are in all those movies, right? Um, and behind them is the giant visage of Ghostface, who is, of course, you know, the Scream mask killer with the knife and the black robes from all the, uh, the Scream movies. It's always a different person, but it's uh, Ghostface is the ubiquitous killer. Um, and it was getting a bunch of run on the blogs because at the bottom of the poster, did you pull it up? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It says, the killer is on this poster or something, that derivation. Uh, it says it right there on the poster, like the killer is on this poster. And so people are speculating, like, oh, who is it? Who's it going to be? And um, I figured it out immediately. So I, I showed it to my wife, and I was like, do you see why this is a red herring? I was like, do you see why this is bullshit? And she's looking at it, and she's like, well, no. Is it, you know, is, do you think it could be, it'd be Nev Campbell? Could it be Sidney Prescott? And I was like, no, the killer's on the poster because Ghostface is right there behind all the fucking... It would be like if Michael Myers was on a Halloween poster and said the killer is on this poster. Yes, it's Michael Myers. <laughs> He's the fucking killer. And it's funny because, like... I'm assuming people picked up on it by now, but at the time, people were like writing. There's all these speculative threads and comments where people are trying to figure out who's who and what's what. And first of all, other half the characters, we don't know who the fuck they are yet. And I was just like, God, they just got over because everyone's just so stupid. And that's all discussion of movie is now is that it's nothing to do with the plots or actually what the movie's about. It's about Easter eggs, post-credit sequences, and references made to other franchises. Is Is that just so people think that they're... Smarter than the other person, you think if they if they mean? if they can key in on if they to know more about the movie is I that think, is that I a, think they realize that the, is that a uh, uh, currency? I think they cause if they can get dumb movie nerds to debate and talk about that's free advertising. If they can keep the conversation going and it's happening on social media where people can see it, then it's you know you basically are getting free advertising bang for your buck. Then if you just release a movie poster, which is actually kind of smart. Uh, until, you know, you figure it out, which is instantaneously. Right. All right. Um, tonight, if you are listening to this on Friday, and a lot of people stack these up, but if you are listening on Friday the 17th, we are doing a 
Holiday Hootenanny over on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. You can watch for free, live and beautiful HD video streaming. We've got our Secret Santa. We're going to have the drinks and the music and the fun and the chicanery. So looking forward to that very much. It is our uh, the Chad Duke Show Christmas party pretty much, but we're just going to do it as a Friday night Hootenanny. So the Holiday Hootenanny will start at 7 p.m. if you're listening on Friday Uh over there on our Facebook page, so check that out. Tor, let's get the people caught up. It was, uh, I think, a really solid week of shows. I believe you're going to hear something here from Tuesday's episode where I returned from Nashville with a suitcase in my hand. I tried to meet a boy who looked like Elvis. Didn't work out for me. Didn't work out for Rita either. You're listening to The Chad Duke Show. Everybody, The Chad Duke Show Christmas playlist is live and active on Spotify. Go to the Chad Duke Show Spotify page or just type in Chad Duke Show Christmas playlist and you will have the best playlist for all of your holiday parties and festivities. Everybody, it's Tor with a message about Manscaped and more of a message about general hygiene that I've been seeing when driving into the studio. I've been noticing the scraggliest of gentlemen walking around with full-on neck beards, with patchy beards, with uh, hair on the back of their necks, behind their ears, coming out of their ears, coming out of their noses. And I'm thinking, oh, it's wintertime. This man must have given up for three months. Or he's in the process of giving up for three months. That doesn't have to be you. If you want to remain in society in a, in a positive fashion, then go to manscaped.com and use the Dukes promo code, D-U-K-E-S, for 20% off and free shipping for all their products. Whatever product you want to keep yourself well-maintained and groomed throughout the holiday season and throughout the cold, cold winter. You can get nose hair trimmers, ear hair trimmers, general trimmers with the, the lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker uh, nose hair trimmer is fantastic. I know Spider Clamp is rocking that. And then if you think that you're going to smell bad at one point in the next three months, they have a, a full line of scents and fragrances. They have shampoos, body washes, colognes, uh, lotions, whatever you think that you might need for the next couple months. Head to manscaped.com and use the Dukes promo code D-U-K-E-S for 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. I'd like to wish you a big thank you to everyone who has already sent in videos from our live events this year. It's much appreciated, but if you haven't done so yet, send whatever clips you have to mailbag at chaddukeshow.com or message them to chaddukeshow on Instagram. Friendos, it is Shoot from Matt and Lisa Burke. They are a husband and wife team. Love that. Me and my uh, me and my wife opened a store. I have a lot of respect. It takes a lot of work. Theirs is even more so because they run M.W. Burke. Inc. They have been working together in the design and building phase of all types of projects for 20 plus years in that industry. They specialize in remodeling kitchens, bathrooms, basements, additions, uh, Fairfax County and Loudoun County specifically. Um, I had them redo my entire kitchen. It is absolutely fantastic. A couple years later, we love it even more than we did when we started. They put a urinal in my basement. My brother had them do a wet bar in his living room. Um, just a spectacular level of quality. And also they realize you're displaced. It's a quality of life issue when you're having one of these projects and they try to make it as comfortable as they possibly can. Now is the time to start thinking about late winter and spring projects. 
Go to mwburke.com. You can set up a 15-minute Zoom meeting and just go over whatever project you're thinking about. Maybe you do it, maybe you don't, but at least you can get a quote. You can get some answers. They do a fabulous job of taking what you have in your head and making it an actuality in your home. mwburke.com, and there's a little tab right there that you click when Chad Duke sent you. Big Shoot is gaming, and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook, turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Sit back. When I tell you who the LVP is of this trip and who the MVP is, you, you, it, the world will never be the, chain, the, the same. So um, here's what I can tell you, Tor. If I wasn't in Nashville with those four guys, there would be four dead bodies in Nashville this weekend. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not even talking about no crime. I'm not talking about no tornado. None of that shit. I'm talking about those four guys would be dead if it wasn't for me. Um, I don't know how guys get into their late 30s, 40s, and then in some cases 50s and still are completely unprepared for the world. It's pretty wild. But I experienced it this weekend. Um, we depart. We you Interject whenever you like, by the way. If you ever have any questions or you need anything, uh, you know explained better just let me know will do um we leave at 10 a.m i had tell the boys to meet me at my house they show up they're early they're on you know on time which is great uh they parked the cars in my driveway uh i had gotten the oil change and the tires rotated the day before trying to you know take this seriously it's a long drive but it's it's not that big of a deal uh. and um amen sits up front joe's in the back Ant-Man is got cancer of the bladder. We all know this. Uh, he pisses every 30 minutes. So put him on a pitch count. Said, you can't drink anything while you're in this fucking car. And to his credit, he had a Coke Zero with him. And I watched. He was taking tiny little sips. And he had brought 15 packs of gum. Because I guess he's so addicted now to diet soda. Like he's so addicted to gambling. Like he's so addicted to sugar. Like he's so addicted to carbs. Like he's so addicted to selling baseball cards and ebay just all the things he's still addicted to because he can't shoot heroin into his dick anymore so he's he needs soda so bad that he's just throwing fucking gum into his mouth and then he's taking the gum he did this once out of his mouth and then just throwing it out the window as we're driving down the street I okay said, i said hey man if you do that again i'm gonna put you out on the side of the road i said because who the fuck do you think is gonna clean that gum up for you like here's what's gonna happen someone's gonna step on that fucking gum Act like you live in a society, please. Put it in a piece of paper, put it in your fucking pocket, and when we get to a trash can, you can throw it out. Oh, okay, I usually just throw it out the window. Well, don't do that anymore. Don't do that. It's, it's things like this. It's these tiny little things where I'm like, how, how the fuck did you fucking grow up? Like, how did you mature? That's one of a... All right. We're driving. Uh, it's It takes a long time. It takes a very long time. Uh, one of the reasons is because... Ant-Man is the navigator, and I found out very, very early on that he does not know his right from his left, and that is a shoot. Um, he he says left when he means right. He says right when he means left, and sometimes he means left, and sometimes he means right. I had to do the bit where I had him hold his hands up, like the way you got taught when you are a kid, and I said, you see how your, your fingers make an L? That's your left, you know? Yeah. The other one's your right. And he started doing that to his credit during the trip and he seemed to figure it out a little bit but when i tell you that he would say go left right here and it meant stay straight 
or he'd say, all right, turn right here, and then it wouldn't be for another mile. He has no depth perception. We were going to stop at um, Smoky Mountain Knife Works. It's in Gatlinburg. It's the biggest knife store in the world, right? And he said, it's right off the highway. We, we'll, we'll, it's right off the highway. And then we turn left, and it's six miles away. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, man, six miles on the side streets, it was like 20 minutes. I said, you, you realize that just to get there and back, you're adding a 40 minutes to our trip, and that's if we don't walk around inside and look around. And he's like, well, I looked at the – look, he, he won't use Waze, by the way. He won't use Waze. He only looks at Google Maps. And Google Maps was wrong the whole fucking weekend. The whole fucking weekend it was wrong. He, On the way back, he guided us to a Sheets that doesn't exist. Joe and I both pulled up Waze. It wasn't on Waze. It was on Google Maps. We pulled into an abandoned warehouse parking lot. I was saying, hey, man, where the fuck is it? It's, it's crazy. To, I don't know how – he drives for a living. Like, he drives a work truck to job sites for a fucking living. I don't know how he does it. Right. Because um, he's got no ability to do it. <sighs> Knife store is pretty cool, by the way. I mean, it's just as redneck. Have you ever been to Gatlinburg? I don't think so, no. It is as tacky as you could. That's why we're going back. We'll get to that, too. Um, it's as tacky and as shitty and as white trashy and as rednecky as it could possibly be. And it's a lot of fun. And this fucking knife store tour was as big as... FedEx field. It was three levels, and they had. I mean, they've got first of all a million guns. They have a million swords, so many knives that you couldn't even see all the knives. Um, everybody is inbred. It was fabulous. It was a lot of fun. So, um, it, it takes us a long time to get there. We cross over into the state of Tennessee. I start playing. Um, well, I start playing. You have the song ready over there. I start playing this song. I've assembled a Tennessee playlist, by the way. It's a work in progress, if you'd like to check. It's on our Spotify channel next to all the other playlists. But um, we uh, we got on Instagram Live, and I asked people to uh, put in their submissions for Tennessee songs. And, of course, this was overwhelmingly one of the suggestions. Rolling down the backwoods. Now, this is Tennessee Byway. Old Crow Medicine Show. This is in Alabama. One arm on. But this is a great cover of Alabama's best song, my in my opinion. With the other, I guess Joe's never listened to music. A sweet, soft southern thrill. He, ne- he never heard of any songs. I worked hard all week. So I started playing him this song. And I see him in the back of the car. He's doing this. On a Tennessee Saturday night. So, oh, this is a pretty good Chad Dukes. No, I was I like, feel yeah, man, this is... Uh, they, they should sing these at colleges. I'm like, yo, you never heard this fucking song? This is pretty good. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> then he, goes, he says this. He goes, is that the violin? I was like, no, it's a fiddle. He goes, I like it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's so infuriating. <laughs> because that means that he doesn't know about college. Because every SEC school... It's ever existed has claimed that this is their song. Yeah. Um, He's never watched a college football game either. He hadn't heard, by the way, he hadn't heard Rocky Top. I played Rocky Top for him. Never fucking heard that song in his life. You know what? I I know we're getting it, at least for me, it's a little pot calling the kettle black here. A little bit, a little bit. With me not knowing anything. You kind of have to know Rocky Top. I... 
to me, it's the second White most famous country music song. I mean, um, a college football song behind Country Roads, which for West Virginia, right? I mean, those are probably, in my mind, the top two dogs. It's not just like a fight song, you know? Yeah. So we're listening to this, and Joe's like, I think I like country music. And I'm like, well, good, Joe, because we're going to fucking Nashville. <laughs> Why are you standing up? Where are you going? You can't leave yet. I should have picked you up. I, I fucking asked you to. Tell people how many times I texted you, please come pick me oh, up. Oh, my God. Twice in the first night, maybe once the next day, and then you had your Instagram post. I'm like, oh, he's, he's he needs it. I was down bad. After the first day, I was fucking down bad. It ain't going to sound like it because it was a great day. But um, I'm, we're going to get to the turndown a little bit. When we get to the, uh, the fiddle breakdown, it was very impactful for uh, for Joe. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because later in this trip, Joe would say, Joe would then go back and say, I don't like music. I'm not into music. And I'm like, well, then why the fuck did you come on a trip to Nashville with what they're known for? This part, turn this up. So he hears all these fucking fiddles. He's like, well, this is really good. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you want me to give you some songs to listen to? He's like, okay. Um, but it was it was fine. Like, the trip there was going well. Uh, by the time we got there, it, it, it was, it felt like a lot. Like, it felt like we had been on a fucking long-ass journey. Here we go. Spend my dollar, parked in a holler neath the mountain moonlight. Hold her up tight. Make a little loving, little turtle diving on a Mason Dixon night. It's a very good version. It's my life, oh it's so right. My Dixie land tonight. Yeah, very good. Can you play that album? Um, I'm gonna try to look that up. Um, so there's an album out if you want to get it. It's called High Cotton, which is a great song. It's a tribute album to Alabama. It has a bunch of like bluegrass uh, bands and country music bands that just do a bunch of Alabama songs. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I have three copies of it. Um, but anyway, this version of it there is on there if you want to check it out. We get to, uh, we decide to go to a brewery uh, once we get, arrive in Nashville. It's called uh, Tailgate Brewery uh, Tour in Music Row. And here's what I would tell you if I was going to open a barcade, or a, um, a brewery or a concert venue. I wouldn't want to fucking do it in Nashville because there's 7 billion of all of them everywhere. I mean, there is so much shit to do that, like, it's not we'll go to the place with the best ratings or we'll go to the place that's recommended to us. It's like, well, we got 35 places that everyone says is amazing and we got to choose one of them. Um... Had a couple of listeners recommend this brewery to me. Ran it past Shaky Dick. He said, yeah, I like that place. So uh, we go there. I walk in with my itty-bitty waist and the round thing in your face. And uh, I say, hey, guys, I got to piss. I've been driving for 10 hours. Can you just order me whatever seltzer they have? Because I didn't want to get too fucked up. And uh, I walk in, and I walk to the bathroom. I walk back out. And a fucking guy walks over to me. Swear to God. And uh, what the fuck was the guy? Trey. His name was Trey. He said, Listen, I uh, just want to let you know I'm the manager of this place. I just saw you walk in. Uh, I'm from Annapolis. I love the show. I'm a founding subscriber. Uh, I saw it, men walk in. I knew exactly who you guys were. I knew you were going to be a national this weekend. I'm like, are you 
fucking kidding me? Like, there's four of these breweries. Just this one. Right. In Nashville proper. We decided to go to the one on Music Row. I don't even know why. I couldn't even tell you why. Probably because it said Music Row, which sounds cool. Um, It's like, yeah, man, we'll take care of you. If you need anything, suggestions, you guys, we have a Nashville hot chicken pizza here. I know you're going to fucking love it. I was like, cool. I was like, bring it over, you know? <laughs> and I was like, that is very nice, you know, because there's a lot of, ne- I've, you know, been encountering a lot of negativity online recently. <clears throat> It was nice. Jesus, I was almost vomit. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> I came out of nowhere, by it's the a way. Dinosaur noise. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that. F- <laughs> what on earth? That sounded like they came out of the Fortressaurus. <laughs> uh, he was very nice, and it was just, it was nice. It was nice. You know, I, I feel. F- fairly irrelevant these days after losing a majority of the audience so it's when someone's like hey i love the show and i subscribe and i pay and i know what you're doing i can't tell you how many people are like hey why aren't you on the radio anymore i'm like oh wow just google me um so that was uh that was cool uh, bar was cool uh shake showed up we got a chance to catch up with him a little bit and uh i'll tell you what if you ever get a chance to get Nashville hot chicken pizza at that joint they put um they brought it over and every fucking place that I've ever ordered any type of hot chicken pizza tour, whether it's buffalo chicken or whatever, they do the same thing. Is they fucking just douse it in ranch yeah. um, or blue cheese crumbles. And I just don't want any of that. They chopped up dill pickles and put it on top of this Oh, yeah. I think I saw a picture of this one. Dude. I mean, cool. I've never even heard of that. Uh, it was fucking spectacular. It was absolutely spectacular. Um, so we drive to the hotel and... Um, Go to the hotel bar. Joe immediately starts complaining that he's tired. I'm like, hey man, let's fucking you know we're here. Let's chill out. We're at the hotel bar. It's the best. It's the best place you can be. Best place, except we're we're 40 steps from uh, Broadway, which is just honky tonk fucking central. Sure. It's just fucking. But it's also as cool as it is. It's just fucking bedlam because it's Friday night before the Titans are at home and like every everyone, dude. There were so many fucking people the whole time we were there. I knew, you, yeah, I knew. I think five other people that just took trips to Nashville oh, that really? weekend. They just went down. I'm like, uh, there, nobody's from. The, I mean, I really feel bad for people that are from Nashville because it's just got to be. Ev- everyone is such a tourist normie. Fuck. I, I had there were so many times where Ant Man's holding his phone up, being like, "I think it's over there," and I'm like, "Can you fucking act <laughs> like you've been there before, man?" Oh shit, dude. Oh, oh I know that bit. <laughs> Tour. And neither one of them had any idea what I was talking about. I was like, guys, can you fucking stop acting like a tourist? Can you act like we belong Just here? Just try to blend in. They're fu- I think the Uber's coming. It's over here. You think he'll know where to go? And I'm like, oh, fucking please act like maybe it's possible we live here. <laughs> Everywhere I go, all I want to do is have people not know if I live there or not. Or that you've been here before. Something which, like that. Which I had. Um, it was, it, that, that was a, a debacle. But, um. Having a few drinks, uh, Tor says, uh, Tor, Joe says, oh, I am so tired, I have to go to bed. Keep in mind, Ant-Man and Joe are sharing a room. That comes into play. Uh, did you get some texts from Ant-Man, by the way? I did. Okay. So Joe uh, retires, and uh, as he's leaving, I say, I, I grab them, I said, all right, boys, do me a favor. We had passes for the Country Music Hall of Fame for the next day at, uh, at noon, at noon. I said, Whatever you do tomorrow, don't come banging on my fucking door because my room was right next to theirs. I said, please. I, I drove the whole way here. Uh, I'm exhausted. I want to try to get some sleep. I, I would like to sleep in. 
Um, unfortunately, we didn't have a lot to drink, which helps with the sleeping because Joe was so tired. So I'm going upstairs. <clears throat> I, I don't sleep at all. It's uh, it's like probably two o'clock in the morning, and I hear. <laughs> It's an alarm that's winding up. It's a very distinct klaxon. Uh, and they're tornado warnings, because I guess tornadoes ripped through Nashville. They had a big one a couple years back that killed a bunch of people, fucking blew up a bunch of buildings. Still haven't fully recovered. Now, there was none that really we could see. There's no real any issues. But the fucking alarm went on for four straight hours. Ooh. Four straight hours of tornado alarms. And so... Didn't sleep at all through that. And then our our rooms were right by the elevator. I'm a light sleeper. So every time a fucking group of drunks would get off to go to their room, you would just hear this explosion outside the door. Woo! Like chicks screaming and guys yelling away. And so there was just, there was no sleep uh, for that whole night. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn it. Like we're going to have to fucking go. I'm gonna have to go walk around all day long, and I'm not. I didn't get any goddamn sleep, so I, I go in to turn it up, and I hear what I can only assume is the SWAT team. About nine thirty in the morning, and I'm and I and I go, "Hello, uh, uh, Dukes, it's Joe. Uh, we are hungry. We are very hungry for breakfast." Okay, well, uh, you guys should go ahead and go to breakfast then. You're not coming. No, but we are hungry. <laughs> oh no! At which point, I then get up off the toilet and I waddle over and I open the door and there's the two of them standing out there. And I said, "You guys, the one fucking thing I asked was that you not bang on the goddamn door because I wanted to sleep in." And they're just standing there, just like, well, "Where do we go for breakfast?" <laughs> like fucking go. <laughs> You could not be closer to more eateries. I'm going to tell you what I tell you, Tor. You cannot stay in downtown Nashville without tripping over a, a hundred bars and restaurants. There's there's no way you can't find sustenance. By the way, it's full restaurant downstairs in the fucking hotel. If you just want to go down there and eat at the bar. I I It was then that I realized... And those guys, I had a great time with those guys, and I consider them friends, but they're children. Like, the reason why they live the way they do is because they just have never... Joe told me he's never left. He's never been further west than West Virginia. The closest he's ever come to going anywhere is going to West Virginia. It's fucking crazy to me. And it was it was very much me parenting them for the for the duration of the weekend. That's, uh, that, that's got to be frustrating. Oh, man. It was... I mean, just begging them, please, please don't knock on the door. And then not just knocking on the door, like the fucking cops. And then I even said, Joe, why are you banging on the door so hard? He goes, I didn't. And I'm like, okay. I can't. And th this is a theme that happened, by the way, the whole fucking weekend. The whole fucking weekend, shit would happen, and then everyone would just say it, say it didn't. And I'm like, well, I was sitting right here, and fucking happened, and I watched it happen. Um, head over to the Country Music Hall of Fame. We decided to walk. Walked over to the Country Music Hall of Fame. Sure. Um... Neither one of those guys brought jackets. It was probably 48 degrees. We're in the middle of uh, big buildings. You you know how that goes. The wind just fucking whips through it. It's cold as shit. Wait, did they think they were going to Florida? Um, No, no, no. They had jackets in the room. They didn't wear them. They're both oh, wearing T-shirts. Oh. By the way, they had already gone downstairs for breakfast, so I assume they went outside. 
Uh, and I said to you guys, what the fuck? Why aren't you wearing jackets? And Ant-Man goes, Joe's stupid. He told me not to wear a jacket. He told me it was 70 degrees. 70. I said, but what about sticking your fucking hand out the window? And what I realized was Joe doesn't know the difference between the high and the low temperature. He just looks at the high temperature and he thinks that's what the temperature is going to be. He did this several times on the trip. So they're walking, and I'm not kidding you, they're both shivering, hands in the pockets. And I was like, you have to be told to wear a jacket in the second week of December? Like, someone needs to tell you that? It was fucking unbelievable. Walk down there. Um... I, I, the one nice thing about uh, they don't they did COVID, if you don't like COVID mandates go to Nashville they don't give a fuck um, went in they were doing the bit where they're like staggering the amount of people that can go into the Hall of Fame but they just they staggered it for like two minutes so there's ten billion people inside of it take the elevator up I'd already I'd been there before um, it's very impressive it's a very impressive facility uh, the building's real cool. Exhibits are good. I'd seen a lot of this stuff already, but there was new stuff all over the place. They had an exhibit there called Outlaws and Armadillos. It's been there for over a year. It was about the um, the country country music's roaring 70s. And um, the one criticism I had of the Hall of Fame when I was there uh, tour was that the Texas scene was very underrepresented. Um, It's like they went out of their way to not, you know, Willie Whalen, Billy Joe Shaver, fucking all those guys. you know, it just it didn't seem like there was nearly enough. And I maybe they were gearing up for this display. But, you know, Willie Nelson left Nashville. You know, the whole counterculture scene basically was a revolt against Nashville, the whole outlaw scene. And I think maybe that's why they were hesitant to put those guys over, even though who, who do you put over more than those guys? Right. Um but it's really good, and it's it, it, there's a lot of stuff there that I didn't know about, and there's a lot of stuff that they had a a poem that Johnny Cash wrote for Chris Christopherson, which is fabulous. Like they had a, a lot of stuff that like Waylon War on stage, a lot of stuff that um, I mean, there's just all kinds of fucking amazing memorabilia, and then there was this um, this little setup where they were showing Hank Williams. Hank Williams Jr. went into the Country Music Hall of Fame like two weeks ago, and it was a real big story in the country music scene because he he'd been snubbed. He'd been snubbed for years and years and years. Um, because he's kind of bombastic and he's very conservative and they think that Nashville didn't like that, but he needs to be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. Um, so they had this little setup of him as a kid singing his dad's songs, like on a TV show. Yeah. Because his dad, of course, is Hank Williams. I-, I forgot for a second, like, people, when they, I think when people hear country music, they think, oh, hey, seeds, fucking my truck, my tractor, my kids. Like, it's very easy to stereotype uh country music like it is very easy to stereotype you know hip-hop or whatever you want to do but um there were some fucking hayseeds in this fucking place like some true dyed in the wool moron rednecks and um you know i'm related to a few more moron rednecks and i kind of you know i've been known to ride a tractor and shoot a gun off in the air while drinking a budweiser like i i'm not trying to be holier than now but i'm not stupid um this guy walks by this video of Hank Williams Jr. singing a Hank Williams song. He goes, look, it's the Walmart yodeling kid. Like, says it as loud as I just said it right there. And everybody in his party laughed. <laughs> everybody fucking laughed. Uh, they got a big Cadillac there that uh, Elvis drove. And there was, uh, there's, there's, it's it's pretty amazing car because there's a TV in it. And it's like, you know, the 50s. So it's this fucking gigantic setup for this tiny little screen. But it's, it's really cool to look at. And, uh. 
a different guy walked up next to it and said, I think this is the car that Biff was in in Back to the Future. Big laughs. <laughs> Big laughs. I'm like, oh, God. I would have left. Well, you know, you forget. Sometimes you forget. These people, they're stupid. And I also don't think they know that. It's kind of disrespectful. There was, oh, my God, dude. I wanted to take a video of it. There was this amazing like round table where it was like all these different uh, venues. It was um, Floors Country Stored. It was uh, the Broken Spoke in Austin. It was all these, these uh, Lukenbach, Texas, like all these great places where they called them um, <clears throat> hillbilly hideaways where like all these guys would just gather and fucking uh, sing songs and fucking write songs and perform and drink and fucking kind of b build this outlaw cu culture inside of country and revolt against the Nashville sound. Um, the... On the floor, I don't know why this was here, in the middle of this big exhibit where I'm, like, reading all these things and taking pictures. Like, this is incredible. There's this projector that is showing uh, – it's projecting, like, a, an image on the floor of uh, rats. And the rats are moving around. Okay. Okay? Am I saying this the right way? Yeah. When you interact with the rats, they move. So if you, like, stepped on one, it would run away. Yeah. The fucking waterheads that were just, they didn't give a fuck about anything that was actually in the museum. They're taking videos of themselves, like, trying to step on. These are 50-year-old people. Like, they're like, oh, look at these. These rats move. And they, there was a line to step on the fucking rats. And I was like, how did you get in here? Like, what, what did you think was going to be in here? Like, this is... This is what you're interested in? Like, fucking go to Dollywood. Like, well, by the way, I have nothing against Dollywood. But, like, you're a fucking mouth breather. Um, I wanted to take a video of it, but it was so sad. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want this to be something that I, I remember, you know, just because I, I have such a poor outlook on people. Um, but it's impressive. I, I would uh, I would check it out. It gets kind of sad. It, as you get like you go upstairs and downstairs then it gets more modern like it shows you the 80s uh there was a little exhibit for our good friend clint black who of oh, course yeah. i know you're a big fan of like alan jackson you start going okay, okay there's garth garth is uh, they must not like garth he's way up or underrepresented i would say george Strait is all the texas guys like they just fucking i don't think they really do enough for um but you start getting towards modern country and it starts getting more and more depressing and then there's a whole wing where it's like here's dan and shay and here's just these fucking bags of shit that should not be in the country music hall of fame if you like taylor swift there's a whole room for her, i'll tell you that much um but then as you're leaving as you're exiting like the last uh, you walk through uh, it was marty stewart it was hank williams jr and i forget the third person that was just put into the uh, the hall and they have a nice little exhibit for them and you can walk through and it's like a whole bunch of their stuff and there's this room at the very end. Uh, it's a big circular room. I saw it the first time, but um, when you walk into the middle of it, it's got this big vaulted ceiling, and there's like a big pendulum hanging down. And all the way around it, it says, will the circle be unbroken? Um, and it's where they hang the plaques. It's where they hang the plaques of all the fucking country music Hall of Fame members. Um, and it's just great. It's it's great. It's, it's fun to see, like, when they finally went in, like, if they're still alive and... Uh, Bo Sevis's was right there, and it's brand new. So I was like, "Oh man, that's cool that we get to see that." You look at Hank Williams, and it's a hundred million years old, like it's the oldest one in there. Um, and then you just look at—I remember I tweeted this out. I said Johnny Cash goes into the Hall of Fame in 1980, and then it's not till 1993 or 94 that Merle Haggard goes in. I'm like, "Who, who the fuck?" 
who, who the fuck? And then like Willie goes in the year before that. It's like who who you're, you're putting cash in? And you say, like, all right, let's wait twenty years before we put these two guys in. It's just it does. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But Brooks and Dunn are in there, and uh, which I was very happy about. And um, Alabama, there's there's just some great ones. But that room is very impressive. And uh, I don't think Joe went in it. Joe left and was waiting downstairs when we got there, and that's when he dropped the "I don't like music" bit on us. And I'm like, well. I don't know. Like, maybe this is your opportunity to learn a little bit. Like, maybe you should have been reading more than everybody. Or if you don't, like, I'd, maybe you don't come on a trip to Nashville where that's the main attraction of everything that's going on. I felt very bad for him in that moment. Yeah, I think uh, Joe is... A, he's an enigma. He's an enigma. And he also, when he's out of his routine, I could see him getting a little skittish. He Not only that, like, he gets kind of um, almost rude where he's like, I don't care about it. Like, you know, he, it's it's... And I understand, like, trying new things is not always comfortable. Right. But we're literally just walking around a giant building. Like, there's no pressure. There's no anybody forcing anything on him. You do it at your own pace. We're not taking a guided tour. Um, so, I don't know. I felt I, – I hope he enjoyed himself. I just felt it was odd in that moment um, to see him just, like, waiting downstairs for us when we're, we're in that place. This begun the 24-hour stretch where all I ate was Nashville hot chicken. And uh, I got to say – a lot of times, tour I go to a place that's known for a certain type of cuisine, and it don't live up. You know, sure. This is not one of those those times. Uh, it's everywhere. All of it that I had was good. We had the pizza. Um, we went to a place called Prince's. Prince's hot chicken. Motherfuck. Wait in the line. It is absolutely spectacular. They got this. I forgot what it's called, but they got this cool little like um, food court, like right off of Broadway. Like if you walk up, uh, uh, it's right across from the Ryman actually, which. Tell me if I'm an asshole. Do you know what the Ryman is? Um, is that the what we talked about last week? Right. Yeah, it's a big theater. Ryman was where the, the the Grand Ole Opry was for years and years and years. It's like the the Church of Country Music. Sure. It's like it's it's one of the most legendary venues in, in the world. Um, and that you when you play the Ryman in that industry, you've made it. You know, like that's kind of your. I'm, I'm here. I'm established. I can play the Ryman. Um, and it's but it's right fucking in the middle of town. You would you stumble across it, right? Like it's it's interesting where it is can, with all the chaos going on around you. Tell me if I'm an asshole. Okay. I was bummed out the whole weekend because every time I walked past the Ryman, there was a homeless person laying on the steps, and I couldn't take a picture that I wanted to that was nice and pretty. The homeless person was ruining it. Is that an asshole move? Um, I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. But I was disappointed every time. I walked past it probably ten times. I don't think you're an asshole to be disappointed. I wanted someone to scare him off. Oh. I wanted somebody to roust him. Because I'm like, I mean, one of the things, if you go to Nashville that you want to fucking have a picture of is the Ryman. And I don't know. I felt bad because I'm like, well, he's on hard times. But get the fuck out of the way. Um, anyway, right across the street from the Ryman, there's like this little food court area. You take like a, um, they get, dude, I'm telling you, man, they just want you to be drunk. Imagine going to Springfield Mall, going to the food court, and there's three bars just serving hard liquor and beer 24 hours a day. There's a band playing because there's just a band playing everywhere in Nashville. You can't go anywhere without live music, right. which is a blessing and a curse. Um, and they just have eateries all over the place. And one of them in there was they had one of these uh, these Prince's Hot Chicken. It was fucking spectacular. I, I mean, I really... I almost went back up and just ordered my same meal again, and I was just like, you can't do it. You've got a long day ahead of you. Um, went to Hattie B's. Uh, it is, again, a slog. Because you don't go to the one on Broadway. You're never going to get in. Uh, we went uptown or east. Might have been East Nashville. I forget. 
it's it's not overrated. Like none of it is overrated. Like every place we went to get Nashville hot chicken was um was spectacular. But I'm jumping ahead. Um we get back from the Hall of Fame. We're walking into the hotel. Neil and Jester are walking into the hotel. They're literally walking in the same time we are. Oh man. I guess they left at five thirty in the morning. Uh they went to Waffle House, which phew, that's aggressive. Um I can't be an, I mean, I don't know, you're a young man, maybe you can do it. There's the last thing in the world I could do to her is eat a giant Waffle House breakfast and then get in the car for six hours. It just couldn't happen. Uh, yeah, the Waffle House is, it, it should just be safe for late night. I love Waffle House. I mean, it's it's tremendous food, but um, yeah, that, that ain't for me. So they arrive and we're like, hey, we're going over to, we wanted to go to the team store. The, uh, the Nissan Stadium is right across the river. Um, you can basically walk to it. It's a slog, but you can do it. So we said, we're going to drive over there because the parking lot's open and we want to go. Uh, Ant-Man wanted to get a jersey and you know Joe wanted to look around. and like um, I was going to do some Christmas shopping while I was over there. And they said, like, ah, we don't want to go to that. We're just going to get situated. And I was like, okay. We drive over. Uh, about five minutes after we leave, we get a text where they are drinking gin and tonics in the hotel room. That seemed aggressive to me. Um, after driving 10 hours and getting off the road. It was it was probably 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, It just seemed kind of aggressive. I was like, wow, okay, they're getting after it. Uh, it's also kind of ghetto. Like, there's a fucking whole bar downstairs. I mean, I, I know Jester's poor, but I assume Neil makes a living. Um, I wouldn't know because there's no tabs being picked up by either one of them the whole fucking weekend. Ooh. But, yeah, it was rough. They, um, I got to say, Ant-Man and Tor, Ant- Tor, I don't know why I keep saying that. Ant-Man and Joe, I had to stop them from paying for shit at some point. Mostly Ant-Man. Joe a little bit more reluctant, but certainly that is something that they do a very good job of, and I and I appreciate that. I appreciate not picking up every tab. Um, I, it's, at one point, I had to say, guys, stop paying for everything. Like, I make more money than you, and also you've done enough. I know I got the football tickets, but fucking calm the fuck down. It's not that big of a deal, which is nice. I like that. I prefer that to the alternative. Anyway, we... Uh, we go to the store. We go to the uh, the team store, and um, it's pretty wild because everyone's friendly. Uh, everybody in the store is friendly. Um, they don't have anything that is what I would say Manassas size. They got one rack of three X to five X. Now I am a two XL. Thank God. I never thought I'd say that. That's very sad. Ant-Man is not. <laughs> I, I took a picture of him at the 3 to 5X rack looking for something to wear. It's my favorite picture that I've ever taken. He tried to put a 3XL jersey on, and it 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 tied him up so much that he couldn't get his arms out for like five fucking, five fucking minutes. He ended up not buying anything because everything was too small for him. <laughs> See Vita Vea? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It was so fucking funny, though, because he's like, oh, man, all I got is 3X. And I'm like, hey, man, you can't fucking make a 3X work. He bought a sweatshirt at the fucking, um, at the Hall of Fame, at the Country Music Hall of Fame, 2X. Couldn't zip it up. Couldn't zip the fucking thing up. Not even a tight zip up. <laughs> it was unbelievable, dude. Um, We get some stuff, and uh, we... we you know, we wrap it up and we're taking pictures in front of the place. And uh, it was, uh, it's, it's a beautiful stadium. It just really is. And it's right downtown. There's like, uh, you can see everything. The sight lines are good. It's, it's what you want. It's what you want. It's, it is, I, this belabors the point. It's the exact opposite of FedEx Field, if that needs to be said. Um, 
I mean, the game day experience, I'll talk about that in a little bit. So we're getting in the car, and we're like, we're going to, oh, man, let's go over to this. Uh, Shaking, he gave us a big list of, um, the barcade is a big deal in Nashville. There are 7 million barcades. If you like playing video games and you like getting drunk, um, that's the place for you to go because there's just a billion of them. But I was like, hey, man, I don't want to go to no place too douchey. You know, a lot of them are real trendy. A lot of young people are there. It sounds like a fucking folky thing to say, but they're just loud and crowded. And fucking, I was like, hey, give us some, give us a couple of good ones. So he gave us a couple of places um, to go. And uh, one of them was this tiny, tiny little, I forgot the name of it, actually. It was this tiny little pinball uh, bar. And it was... Uh, like a hole in the wall. It had probably only 10 machines, but there was nobody in there. And they had good machines. They had Miller High Life for like a dollar a bottle. It was dope. So we're like, all right, we'll go there first. Text Neil and uh, Jester. Like, hey, man, we're going to head over to this bar if you guys want to meet us over there. Uh, Neil responds, got room for us. And I uh, I look in the back, and uh, I do. I do. There's a, there's a third row of seats that I can fold up in the back of my truck. But uh, Neil and Jester are enormous, and also the uh, hotel is in the opposite direction of where we're going. So I'm like, fuck, you know, it's a probably a $4 Uber to, to get over there, but all right, I haven't seen you guys. We, we drive back to the hotel, and I'm like, okay, we're coming to pick you up. No worries. Now, to get this done, Joe is the only one thin enough to sit in the back of this motherfucker, so he's got to jump out of the car, push the seat down, fold the back seats up, then jump back in, sit in the back while those two guys get into the middle row. We get back there. He does all that. They're not ready. They don't come down for fucking another 10 minutes. We're just sitting there, and there's no fucking, you know, usually with the valet parking in front of the hotel, you get that little roundabout. Mm -hmm. We don't have that. So we're stopped in the middle of the fucking road with the flashers on, and there's people just whipping around downtown Nashville. So I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. So we're waiting there, which is not... A big deal if what happened later didn't happen. It's just a precursor. They come downstairs. They're fucked up. Like, they're fucking drunk. They're drunk. They can't get in the car. They're hooting and hollering. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right. I don't know why you guys got drunk at fucking 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But no big deal. Drive to the bar. Um, called No Quarter was the name of that place. Uh, these guys are slurring. They're, they're immediately slurring when they get out. Neil falls down, getting out of the fucking Explorer. We got to grab him. Uh, Jester drinks a beer, spikes the bottle into a fucking trash can. It explodes. Everyone turns around and looks. I, I don't think they're, you know, I, I don't believe that they're even aware that any of that stuff was going on. Jester's going around telling everybody that'll listen. I haven't eaten all day. That's why I'm so fucked up there, boy. Except we have pictures of him eating at Waffle House from earlier in the day. Um... Playing pinball, having a few beers. Joe proceeds to decimate the toilet in this place. I'm, I'm telling you, drop a fucking daisy cutter. Fucking Moab, this bathroom. Joe, uh, Tor, the fucking whole bar. Do you see that back wall right there? Uh -huh. That's the whole bar. Ooh. And that's where the bathroom was, and there was only one of them. And he goes in there, and he drops the fucking megaton. And there's just no, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere for the stink to go. And this would be the first time we realized Joe's got something wrong with him. Like Joe's stomach is in a worse way than my stomach is, or Ant-Man's stomach, or Jester's stomach, and that's just not where you want to fucking be. So we're like, holy shit. Like it's the stink is coming out into the fucking bar. So like let's uh 
let's wrap up. Let's, there's this other bar we have to go to, play video games. Like, let's get out of here. We'll just leave them with this horrible mess and, uh, you know, get the tab, get out of there. I think Neil did buy us some beers in there. Um, and we decide to head over to this other bar called Up Down. And uh, that place is the shit. Like, if you're, if you're going to Nashville, go to Up Down. We get in the truck. Neil lets out. You ever have someone belch and it's tangible? Like, you can feel the fucking burp come out of them? Yeah. We all, you got to understand, man, I have an Explorer. It's not a small automobile, but they're big dudes, you know? These are, and nobody in this fucking thing is a small guy. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, t- hot man Ted's getting into. So we're all cramped in there, and he just, why? And this is, Neil was in the fucking Air Force, you know? Like, Neil is a business owner. Like, Neil is, uh, Neil is a human. He's fathered children. He's had marriages, right? Why you don't do that before you get into the fucking car? I'll never have that answer. Like I'll, that'll never, that'll never be known. But it's so forceful that everyone in the fucking car goes, "What the fuck!" Like it was, it was like the beer fest belch after uh, landfill fucking drinks all that beer or whatever. And then he goes, and this is what makes it worse. He goes, got me drinking beer. It's going to be like that. I'm all gassy. And I'm like, oh, girl, I just want to fucking die. Oh. So. Oh, Neil. You don't even. We haven't even danced with the devil in the pale moonlight with Neil yet. We get to this place, uh, Up Down. <laughs> it's fucking dope. They have every video game I remember. They have Smash TV. They have Total Carnage. They got the X-Men, the big one with the six sticks. They got the NFL Blitz with the four sticks. They got all the fighting games you could ever want. They just, they have it all. And they're all in good working order. Like, that's another thing is you get these video games that are made back in the 90s, man. That's fucking 30 years ago now. Right. They all work. They got a thousand pinball machines. Like, all the good pinball machines. They got it all. Big bar. They got Miller Lite, Tall Boys. No no one in Nashville has Miller Lite, by the way. If you like Miller Lite, you're fucked going to Nashville. Tall Boys. They got a little place where they're selling pizza by the slice. I'm like, perfect. Perfect. Let's fucking get it in. Let's live there. Let's fucking move. And I was like, oh, we don't even need to go anywhere. I, I, I remember walking into that place. I'm like, we're going to be here the rest of the night. There's no fucking, we don't need to go anywhere else. This is it. Get $20 worth of tokens, right? Oh, yeah. There are tokens coming out my ass. <laughs> fucking just coming right out of my ass. There's tokens everywhere. I fucking start, I start playing shit. I'm like, there's, they have super dodgeball. I haven't played that game in a hundred fucking years. I'm playing that. That's Sunset Riders. I'm playing Sunset Riders in the arcade. I'm like, this is, take me. Take me, Lord. This is all I need. Like, I go over and the guy gets off the Smash TV. I love Smash TV. It's fucking hard as shit. But I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm like, this is so, and then Ant-Man comes, Nicks, I got your refill. I could tell you're a little low. And I'm like, thank you, Ant-Man. I appreciate that. Oh, that's very nice. Big fat woman comes over, gives me all of her co- tokens because she's leaving. I'm like, thank you, fat woman. I'm fucking, I'm like, God. Finally, life's starting to make sense. I look over my right shoulder. There's Neil's face. Okay. It's it's the color of that logo over there on the wall. <laughs> when I tell you it's red. You understand what I'm saying, Tor? <laughs> Santa going to be riding around wearing Neil's face on uh, December 24th at midnight. That's all I'm going to say. He got the big goatee, big gray goatee. It sticks out about seven inches. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Bouffant, big fucking, you know, whatever he's got, whatever that Jerry Curl thing is he's got going on, hair fucking hair pulled back. And I, I turn, I look right to my right, and he's fucking, he's right there. Mm-hmm. Dukes, uh, what about dinner? 
You guys plan out dinner? I know you plan dinner. I know you plan ahead. So where are we going for dinner? We're hungry. Let's go get some dinner. All right, dinner. I'm like, Neil, we just got here. Like, are you, are you really hungry? He's like, oh, man, we're so hungry. We got, we got to eat. I know you plan. Where are we going for dinner? I go, Neil, I, I don't have any place planned for dinner. Like, my, my plan was to go to the Country Music Hall of Fame, and then it was to go to a barcade. And we've done both of those things. I was like, if you want to look up a place, like if you're in the mood for barbecue or hot chicken or whatever, just look it up. Tell me. I'll take us there. I don't have my phone. Where's your phone? I left it at the hotel. Okay. Uh, why don't you go over to Jester? And uh, you guys, because, you know, we're cool. Like, we already ate. You know, we'll go to dinner, but we're we're cool. So just you go to Jester, figure out what you want to eat, and then you come back and you tell me. Oh, okay. All right, all right. He proceeds to go over to Ant-Man. Ant-Man, where's dinner? Come on, let's go to dinner. I watched this happen, like, out of the corner of my eyes, like, going around and making the rounds. Eventually, Ant-Man comes over to me and goes, Hey, man, they keep talking about dinner. Like, do they not know there's pizza here? And I said, I don't know. Maybe you should go over there and tell them. I watch Ant-Man walk over to Neil, grab Neil and Jester like by the arm and walk them over to the, the, the pizza fucking stand mm-hmm. and say, all right, now you each get a slice and that'll hold you over until dinner. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. So then they buy slices and then they just stand there eating the slices of pizza. And they look very happy. But they're just standing there. Like they're not playing any video games, right? Right. So I'm like, well, this is weird. Like, this is like, you need Ant Man to teach you how to eat pizza? Like, that's kind of a strange thing. And then I, I brought it up to Neil, too. I was like, hey, man, didn't you know you get a slice? Like, you think you need to teach me how to eat pizza? Look at me. I eat pizza all the time. I'm like, something's going on here that I don't understand, but all right, you seem okay. Uh, Joe's playing stuff, Ant Man's playing stuff. So I see Jester. He's over by the Double Dragon machine, and he's just looking at it. He's just staring at it. And I walk up, I'm like, hey, Jimmy, you want to play some fucking Double Dragon? I haven't played Double Dragon since I was a kid. He's like, well, I was really bad at it as a kid, and I probably wouldn't be good now, so I guess I won't. And I said, but you got a million tokens, and the fucking machine is right here. Why don't you just play it? He's like, well, yeah, I don't think I can. And I was like, how about I play with you? He's like, okay there, boy. So we put the fucking quarters in. We're, we're playing double dragon. And I'm like, all right, here's how you do the elbow. Bobo comes out. You're going to have to fucking do the back kick on him. All right, careful with that, because if you swing that bat, you're going to hit me with it. So we're having fun. And I noticed that Jim Jester's breath is as bad as it has ever been. And that is, that's something. It's as bad as it's ever been. And I, I realized right then, Jimmy's back on the cigarettes. Uh, that he's given up. And for those of you that haven't listened to the show in a while, Jim did a great job of quitting cigarettes and switching to vape. Uh, he did a great job. I think I bought him a water pick. Uh, he was water picking for a while. He was cutting his hair. He was shaving. That's, it's all gone. Like, whatever was going on with him, like, he's in a low spot right now. That's why I don't, I don't want to beat him up too bad because his beard is as bad as I've ever seen it. His hair was unkempt. Uh, I don't know that he's his, – his breath was so bad that I was, like, having difficulty playing the game with him. But I wanted him to have a good time, and I didn't want him to feel bad. I want to bust his balls about his breath. He then proceeds to fart um, on me. Uh and not say anything. Just and it it smelled. <laughs> I I don't know if cancer can get cancer, but if your asshole had cancer and then that cancer got additional cancer, um, that's what this fart smelled like. And I don't know how he was farting. He kept telling me he wasn't eating. I said, Jester, did you fart? And he goes. <laughs> he literally laughs like that at me, and I was like, okay, that's enough Double Dragon, and I just walked away from the fucking game. <laughs> just walked right away from it. 
If you're feeling hungry, go check out the show's presenting sponsor, Monk's Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. You can follow Monk's on Twitter and Instagram at MonksBBQ. That's at MonksBBQ on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, friendo, so good to be back home, back in Northern Virginia. You know what I was calling Northern Virginia when I was out of state? I was calling it Joe Azer's Stomping Grounds. That's right. He's been in business for more than 15 years, slanging and banging in these mean streets of Nova. He is ready to help you achieve whatever your specific goals are in regards to real estate. Primarily, he's going to do a great job and cost less than all the other jagaloons that you've been fraternizing with. If you're even considering selling your home or buying a new one, you know how the market is right now. Call the best in the business. I don't call people the goat because you know what it means? It means you're a loser. When you used to say you're the goat, it meant you were the guy that effed up. And we perverted that with saying it means it's the greatest of all time. But Joe Azer is the greatest of all time. Because not all agents are created equal. Talk to Joe. If you're looking to buy a house, he is going to find you one for less money. If you're looking to sell a house, he's going to maximize your home's earning potential. 571-989-AZER is the phone number. 571-989-2937. Call Joe Azer today and tell him Chad Duke sent you. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. Just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Always worried if I take it too far during those. But uh, bamboozled isn't the word. Uh, discombobulated. Uh, horn swoggled. I don't know. I've never... I've never been in an experienced a situation like I did in Nashville with so many series of events happening and being farted on. Um, it was it was difficult to put all of my thoughts into the proper order and express them to the audience tour. And hope we at least attempted to do that with a little taste of how last Tuesday's show went. Yeah, and if you are looking for the complete Nashville recap, yes, become a subscriber. You get the full. You get the everything. You get the full Gong Show. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. It was, uh, that's the way I would describe it, too, most assuredly. Um, I wanted to at least spend a couple of seconds toward talking about this. I guess, uh, Jackson Mahomes, I, I don't, I don't like talking about guys like this, but, uh, also on the same hand is that he's easy to hate this dude. It's kind of low hanging fruit to shit on him, also. Yeah. Um, so he's Pat Mahomes' brother, and he's done some really annoying things on the internet. Uh, he was accused of uh, what dancing on Sean Taylor's uh, number on the sideline during the game against Washington. What else? He dumped uh, he dumped water on a fan or something. Yeah, dumped a beer or somebody. And then uh, he had that one. There was that one horrible video he had with Pat Mahomes' uh, chick, where they're like doing some sort of TikTok dance at the bar and Pat Mahomes is just trying to eat french fries in the background. He just looks like he's in a fucking... After a loss, I think. He's just in a hostage video. Um, everyone around Pat Mahomes seems to be pretty unlikable. Um, now that he's... By the way, have you noticed now that he's playing lights out again that, that all that shit's kind of gone away? I think he had to put the clamps on him. Maybe, uh, except I guess that he didn't do it completely. He certainly didn't get clamped. We're not going to get clamped at the holiday party. We oh. found that out. Nope. Bad times. Um... So, I guess uh, Pat Mahomes' brother went to a cocktail bar in Kansas City, and uh, he didn't, I guess they didn't seat him. 
because he had so many fucking people with him. Yep. And he went on his social media and talked about shit and said they uh, sucked. I haven't been able to find that original post. I guess he deleted it. Neither have I, yeah. Um, but the bar posted on social media that said, quote, it's time to have a talk. Today we are experiencing a lot of activity over social media regarding a recent visit paid by an unhappy guest. That person happens to have a lot of followers on social media, and therefore it was something we could not ignore. Voice reach and influencer power, in our case with many businesses that are locally owned, the power of a few social media personalities can make or break a business. This grants people with a certain power to affect our livelihoods. That is all true. Um there are those who have built their influence by being responsible and for positive and sincere, and then those that are have built their followings by being the opposite. That being said, we have some apologies to make, dear Jackson Mahomes. And we'll start. Let me say this, Tor. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the, the 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 habit of defending Jackson Mahomes, um, and I I actually agree with everything the bar posted. I it's why whenever I I try to post about a business on social media when it's positive. When it's, uh, you know, I just did a post when I came back from Nashville. I said, hey, I went to all these. I went to a couple places that I didn't like so much, but I went to a bunch of places that I did like, and that's what I posted about on Twitter because I just don't think there's enough of that, and it's certainly more appreciated by the business themselves. Yep. I have been to bars where people are dickheads. I've been to bars where they are exclusive so they can treat you a certain way. I, I've been to places where I've been treated poorly where I was like, man, I'd like to have some sort of recourse here. I have the the Fillmore in Silver Spring is one of them. I've been treated awfully every time I go there, and uh, I, there's times when I was like, "Man, I really wish I could I could do something, you know, about this." Um, I haven't reached a level of fame where I could negatively impact that place. Uh, Jackson Mahomes clearly has. So there's part of me that's like, "Well, if I got fucked over and someone was treating me like an asshole, it's very easy to look and say, well, it's Jackson Mahomes, fuck him.' Like, but it is possible he went there with a big group of people and they told him to fuck off, and he's like, "What the fuck? You know, I, I wanted to come in and come to your bar, and then he decided to take it public." Now, I think you want to think twice before you do that when you have that level of influence. You have that many people that care about what you have to say. But my point being is, like, we had the conversation about Urban Meyer on Thursday's episode. It there's nothing easier in the world than for RG three to write a book about Dan Snyder and the Redskins right now. Right. Right. And I heard Lavar say this on his radio show. Um, where was this two or three years ago? You know, it's like it's when somebody's down, it's real easy to be another person that's kicking, regardless of whether or not they leave it or not. Uh, this is what the, the bar posted on their Instagram. We are sorry that we set boundaries that you tried to ignore. Oftentimes people with unearned status and sense of entitlement think that they are above the rules and will lash out. Uh, to the employee enforcing them. We are sorry that we cannot see your very large group. As you probably saw, our bar is very small. We are sorry that you have the reach that you do, or at least you think you do, that instead of using it for something positive, you decided to use it to try and crush a small business. I don't know that he probably tried to crush a small business. It sounds like they're doing okay. Um, we survived a global pandemic. We'll survive your ego. Invoking the pandemic uh, is kind of, you know... I don't know. Uh, we are sorry you didn't reach out to us first before taking to social media. But then again, that is an expectation we would have from a mature and rational person, not someone who pours water on fans, dances on memorials or tragically lost people for TikTok clout. We have been uh, we have not been fortunate enough to have been born into a much more talented and much more famous family. But we would like to think that if we did have that much luck, we would use our influence in a more responsible way. We hope our apology finds you well. Really snarky, um, really disrespectful, really uh, uh, condescending. Now, I don't like Jackson Mahomes. Uh, I, I think probably everything they're saying is true, 
But I, I don't know that it, they wouldn't do this if Chris Pratt came in. You know, they wouldn't do this. What's another person that's famous on um, what's it, PewDiePie? You know, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, someone that's famous on the Internet. It's not, yeah. you know, whatever conventional famous. I think they did this. Because it's, first of all, they probably felt attacked. And it's, it is, it is if you open a small business. And we had somebody shoplift a bracelet out of our store. And the Fairfax City Police was actually nice enough to put it up on their Facebook page. And there's all these posts, people saying, why are you harassing people? They only stole a $20 bracelet. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, dude, like they didn't steal it from Walmart. Also, the guy, you know, said really nasty things to my chick. And, like, it was a story that. You want you know you felt a certain way about it, and you do feel a certain way about it when it's a smaller business. I think it's it's very easy for stupid Jackson Mahomes to get on his social media and and affect a small bar this way, and there's ramifications that he probably didn't think about. It's also really easy for this bar to get on and attack Jackson Mahomes and have most of the internet be on their side. Now they deleted the post. I didn't realize that they deleted it and said. Um, um, Something to the effect of, you know, we didn't handle it the right. Oh, here it is. Uh, we are committed to providing every guest that walks their doors with the best experience possible while treating them with respect and humility. Uh, yesterday, we failed to meet those expectations. Um, I guess my only point is, Tor, that this is less cut and dry than I think most of the Internet will take it as. Uh, I'm guessing Jackson Mahomes was a bit of a dick for doing what he did. And I think the bar was a bit of a dick for doing what they did as well, because I think by proxy, if if a guy like that comes in and says, I didn't have a good time, you're not going to get the same response as if. Uh, Gail Godot comes, or Godot, or I don't know how to say her name, comes in, or Ben Affleck, or somebody that really has like fucking fan fans that are going to come in and then want to attack you for that. If anything, you might benefit with it's like whenever one side of our political entity right now in this country says boycott this thing, well, the other side is going to then come out and support that thing even more so. Right. You know, like my pillow or Ben and Jerry's ice cream or whatever the fuck that it is. My point being is that the internet makes there, there's no nuance at all had on the internet and this issue is more complicated than just uh, pat mahomes's fucking nosy brother is an asshole and this poor tiny bar is a victim yeah does that make sense the um the internet celebrity status it's they're not well liked addison ray famous tiktoker not well liked the diamello sisters or whatever they're not well liked i don't know who these people are they got I don't know, a billion followers on TikTok and okay. all that. They, they, they do, do the standing dances and stuff. Don't know what that is. This could, you know, where they just, uh, you know, boom, boom. They just, they just dance in the yeah, camera. Yeah, it's, I see a lot of people dancing in the camera. It's incredibly annoying, um, and a lot of people are uh, annoyed by it, whether it be from Envy or from me. That's just like, I, I, I couldn't waste 30 seconds on right. that uh, to watch that. But it's a different level, level of celebrity than, like you were saying, if Patrick Mahomes went in there, they're clearing the table. I'm sure. sure. Patrick Mahomes' little brother, kind of an asshole. Right. So no, 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 absolutely no disagreement from me here. From what I've seen of him, from right. what I've seen about him and the way he conducts himself online. I mean, I'm sure he's a real person, but it's the internet celebrity disease where somehow you either you're either a wholesome fucking uh, YouTuber and you you do like uh, the guy that does um, home tutorials. He didn't have a dad, so he grew up. Uh, he decided, okay, I'm gonna make simple things your dad would teach you: how to unclog a drain, how to uh, change a tire, stuff right. like that. Wholesome. Uh, everybody else just fucking either middle of the road or bags of shit. And you're like, okay, you, I'd agree. It's a weird disease that happens. Well, I also think I, 
I, I can only speak for myself, you know, 42 year old fucking overweight white dudes. Um, I, I don't like anyone that just dances on the internet, like just dancing on the internet to me. I, I don't know why that has an audience, but I'm also the guy that said, I don't understand why people watch video games on the internet. And now I watch people play mortal Kombat every day on the internet. So like maybe my tastes change and maybe you start to understand things. And, and also I, I would say this, he's, he's, he's gained an audience, right? I have I have no idea who Ben Roethlisberger's brother is. I have no idea if Josh Allen's cousin can dance on the internet, you know? Yeah. Or if Kyler Murray's sister-in-law fucking is an online chef. He is doing something that people want to watch. He's not sitting in front of a camera staring into it. So there's something there. And just as because it's a form of entertainment that we don't necessarily respect doesn't mean there's not an audience for it. Yeah, but I don't because know. Because we feel that way. I don't it. know how much I respect the audience, though. I'm sure the audience is okay. terrible. I mean... It, uh, Did you watch Honey Boo Boo? No. Uh, that that offended me that it existed, that show. It had a humongous audience. I mean, it had an audience. Just because we're not the audience and we don't like the audience doesn't mean that it doesn't have people that do dig it. If I hear somebody just bring up David Dobrik in conversation... I've lost a little bit of respect. Don't know that who person. that is. Y- YouTuber guy. He's got I don't know how many millions of followers. Okay, but what be- about the Jersey Shore people? What yeah, are same, they? Yeah. That's why that was that the what's it, the Paulie D guy. I actually fucking had a little bit of respect for because he turned that into all right. I'm a DJ and I'm going to go out and I'm going to do gigs. Because as far as I could tell, the rest of them were literally just fucking famous for sitting around and being in that house and getting drunk and arguing with each other, right? And having sex. Well, given the opportunity, I would probably take that same option yeah i I, but but that to me is that my generation's youtube stars was the jersey shore yeah huge audience and everyone still knows who all those people are and they got another show on mtv so i don't know my point being is usually i would take the side of the small business but i just think there's more nuance to the conversation the small business first of all if they just they were going to blow up anyways because there's enough people that don't like Jackson Mahomes that would yeah. show up to support. Dude, if somebody, if there's some fucking bar in Old Town Alexandria that said we threw Jackson Mahomes out, I'm trying to go there. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> S- sorry, we're booked for three weeks. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Yeah. No, that Mahomes kid really did a number for us. Every, every Broncos <laughs> fan in the area is coming by the bar right. trying to, to tip everybody. You know? I don't know. T- to me, this is a lesser extent of when the fucking. Applebee's has a manager that throws the cops out saying they don't support the cops. The police office doesn't go on and talk shit about the business. The story gets out, and then all the people that do support the cops go down and buy fucking, you know, right. souvlaki from that restaurant it's or whatever. The, it's the natural order. Whatever. I didn't phrase that the right way, but you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Christ. It's fucking Christmas. Why is everybody so wound up? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for the. Uh, thank you for everybody for uh, fucking listening this week. Oh, you know what else is dead by the. Oh my God! Dude. I got burgers. Fuck your life. It's over. I got chicken. Fuck your life. I got Gleazy. Fuck your life. I tell you what, man. Normies will straight ruin a fucking bit, won't they? You want to talk about internet celebrity? Those guys deserve internet celebrity, and it's just they're holding up signs at Cowboys games. The official Cowboys. Twitter account was putting over Bing Bong. I should have gotten it to you sooner. That's on me. I was I, on it. I didn't I know if like, it was going to be up your alley. I think I, I had a week. I think I had a week of did. being kind of on that first wave of people. We live back at Coney Island with this dickhead. And it's not those guys' fault. And no. I'm sure they'll continue to put out funny fucking content. But the normies have gotten a hold of 
all fuck your life. They've gotten a hold of Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Dude, you know what the biggest one is? What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? That's over with. Like, I did a video where I said that in the video while I was in Nashville, and I swear to God, the next day, the next day I went on, 15 other people had done the same thing. Felt like a goddamn hack. Byron! Byron! It's too pure to be made nation of hacks. It's too oh. pure of content. I think they'll be all right. Those guys, and I'm sure, look, it's it, there's it's good to have the nation of hacks at your back. It is. There's people that walk down the boardwalk at Ocean City, and they'll buy a shirt tour that says, Big Johnson Surfboards. You'll always catch a big swell when you ride a Big Johnson. There's a lot of people that still buy that shit. $5 foot long with their arrow pointing down. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm with stupid. <laughs> Toka Bowl instead of ta a, a Taco Bell. You know? People still do that. That's there, not a terrible place to be. There's an updated one that, that's kind of got a new uh, trendier look. It's what the, is it? Legalized marinara. Oh, I love that. With, oh, that, the, with the pizza and the guy. Dude, yeah. that, that, that was a catchphrase for oregano's in... Uh, Phoenix and Scottsdale and Tempe in 2006. Oh my God! And then back then I was like, man, it's really clever. That's, it, it was really clever. Uh -huh. What about the man arrow pointing up, the myth, uh, and then the legend with the arrow pointing down at your Six. dick? What about orgasm donor? With that, the with well, that's the, where Bing yeah. Bong is headed towards yeah. the orgasm donor. <laughs> And that's fucking sad because it's a funny bit, isn't it? Oh, it was a funny man. fucking bit, and they fucking they dragged it, kicking and screaming into the street, beat it to death. <laughs> fucking Christ! God damn it! What was the what was the Clint Eastwood movie where they whip the dude to death in the middle of the street, and then he comes back, and they fucking they paint the town red, and it says "From Hell" and shit? It's a great movie. That's what they did. That's what they fucking did to Bing Bong. It's all over. You ever see that movie? Are you talking about Unforgiven? I, no. Okay. That's a Clint Eastwood movie. And Gene Hackman does kick to death uh, the duck of death in the middle of the street. Duck, I says. Have you seen Unforgiven? I have. Just watch it again. Felt bad for my guy Ned. Ned got a raw deal, but at least everyone in the bar died. <laughs> you better bury Ned right or I'll come back and kill all you sons of bitches. Great movie. Unforgiven is a fucking great movie. All right. Um, Ripley, don't get up. Thank you so much for listening to the show this week. If you like the episode, uh, leave us a five-star review. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. And consider subscribing. ChadDukeShow.com. We offer all kinds of content. Now you have a year's worth of back catalog to check out as well. ChadDukeShow.com. And consider joining us Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Chad Duke's show on Facebook for the holiday Hootenanny, Torev, a great weekend, brother man, brother man. Very excited for tonight. Very excited as well. Uh, looking forward to looking forward to seeing Money Monk, Monk's Barbecue. Make sure you check out Monk's Barbecue, our presenting sponsor, Adam Percival of the Good Lord as well. The Greek Stone Rise. We'll see you at the Hootenanny. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to the offensive you. Ten out to fucking you.